0: friends and family, welcome back to the Sober is Dope podcast. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan, and today's episode is about relapse in early recovery and recovery in general. We have about four to five episodes that go into detail surrounding the topic of relapse or sober is dope, but I want to do a fresh episode with tips and strategies on how to navigate it. And I also want to just really speak to you on a personal level on how important understanding relapse and that aspect of your journey, how important that is and and, and, and why it's important to frame it in a very healthy way. Because in my experience, when someone when any of us relapse right whether it was from drugs alcohol anything whether we relapse from a diet whether we relapse from a promise we made a commitment we break it it's like you break this promise to yourself it follow what follows is a, a heavy amount of shame guilt embarrassment and um Just a real yucky yucky feeling. That's the kinda kind of the words I hear a lot. Yucky. You know, you feel kind of like dirty and you feel uh really dark and just like down. That means that you really value your recovery and it was very important to you, right? And you're very proud of yourself. And when you're really proud of yourself and then, you know, somehow you look at it as a failure. You form a sense of disappointment. So it's very important that we just start off by saying you are not a failure if you experience a relapse. You are not a disappointment. There is no need for prolonged shame and guilt. And there's no need to really be embarrassed. There's also not... So it's very important not to really... How should I say this? Put all of your pain and all of your all of this guilt and shame uh, on your shoulders because of how people may view it. Sometimes our family and friends, they they don't understand how to deal with us. People that are addicted and are prone to misuse from substances. They don't know how to deal with us, right? To them, it's how dare you, how can you do this? I'm so disappointed, I'm so frustrated. Now you gotta understand, your family and friends are the people that love you, are your biggest cheerleaders. sometimes. Sometimes, because we could be in toxic environments, but generally, if it's not family and friends, the people that really love you, you know those people, it could be one person, it could be a group of people, it could be an organization, it could be a community, whatever it is, you know the people who love you. And you know when they want the best from you. We all know as addicts that, for me, it's like my—it was my—it um, was my whole family, my brothers and sisters. I knew they was extremely proud to see me get myself together. My mother, um, my friends, or you know, my closest friends, my um, my my family, those closest to me. Uh, you know, it was like they were so proud. And I saw the disappointment and the hurt on their faces when I relapsed. And that right there is enough for us to focus on. Because that disappointment trumped or superseded the embarrassment, guilt, and shame I was carrying myself for my relapse. So the last thing I needed was all these people looking at me like I was some failure and I just, you know, did something so horrible. Because it's, it is an addiction, right? It's hard. It's not easy to stay on track. So the point of this episode and the whole act of how Sober is Dope treats relapse, how we treat relapse and how we treat addiction um, and relapse from any substance misuse is you do not, we do not like to promote that you have to hit rock bottom and go through the motions after a relapse. We do not support that theory. Now, generally, why people, and this is me speaking from experience, I don't care if you're a doctor, I don't care if you're a psychiatrist, I don't care if you're a drug counselor. If you are not someone who dealt with addiction, you cannot speak on an expert level about this. You have to actually live this on multiple levels and have to live this in, uh, in, in a very particular way to speak on this. This is not something that, don't listen to anyone who's just gonna read a textbook for you, not saying that they don't know what they're saying. They know what they're saying because they're looking at the brain, they're looking at peer review studies and they're looking at evidence-based, meaning that they took large groups of people and it generally falls in these categories. I know what I'm talking about. Part of that binge that I'm gonna continue to drink now and it comes from the shame and the guilt and the embarrassment and the disappointment that the family and friends project back onto you, right? So, and the embarrassment, shame and guilt that you project onto yourself. So you're dealing with it from yourself, you're dealing with it from your family. Now your family, Will understand if it's not a lot of bull crap that comes with the relapse. Like, okay, now you relapse, and now you're gonna go through all the motions again. You're gonna go on this long binge, you're gonna tear up the town, you're gonna do all of this stuff. If you're truly guilty and remorseful, then you should just say, Okay, I relapsed, but now what do I have to do to get back on track? At Sobers Though, I try to encourage. Every one of you, if you ever unfortunately fall um, into relapse, to get back on the wagon as soon as possible. I mean, that morning when you wake up and you're sick and you're guilty and you're tired and you're out of it, you're going to be forced to rest. You're going to want to rest or sometimes you're going to want to go continue to drink because you feel so lousy. You have to be courageous enough and you have to be trained enough from from through understanding to get up and say, I have to go back to the hospital. Have to go to the emergency room. You go to the emergency room, hi, I relapsed last night. I'm a um, person that deals with alcoholism. I need a detox, right? I don't feel well, right? Go to an AA meeting, try to get someone to get you into a detox. Try to go back to a rehab, get back on the wagon. And now it's not just about, oh, I relapsed. And then I'm going to wake up and not drink again, but I'm going to feel terrible about myself. No, you need to get up and go around a community like Alcoholic Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. You need to do some real work, right? You need to actually address why did you relapse? What went wrong? Try to speak and talk it out. You need to go through the motions and try to get back in some form of treatment because... The faster you do that, the faster you could really just carry on with your recovery. But if you wake up and you want to play games and you want to do this and you, oh, woe is me and I'm guilty. And, and so now that I'm guilty, I'm going to go on this long binge. I did it all the time. I used to be so ashamed and so embarrassed, but my addiction was so horrible. Man, once I started, it was like I just could not pull myself out of it. I needed and I will always need professional intervention. That's just the type of. That's how I am. I could not do it on my own. I'm not. No matter how much willpower, what you tell me, I would need a, a big head start, or I would need such a bad night. It would have to be so like a near death experience for me to get up, to, inter, to to interject, and try to get go straight. So that's my introduction there, right? Before I get into these tips, I I put together some tips on what to do, um, how to sober up after a relapse, what to do generally, what some guidelines. But this episode is me coming to you and saying, try not to feed into the old narrative that you have to hit rock bottom and go all the way down and get it out your system again before you can snap out of it that's not always the case you know you could have you relapse okay you have about a day or two of wilding out partying and stuff you get it out your system you wake up you feel lousy pick up that phone and call the ambulance, pick up that phone and call someone and say, drive me to the emergency room. I need to detox. I made a big mistake and I wanna fix it now. I'm not gonna wait for two weeks, I'm not gonna wait for three weeks because the alcohol could lead to the drugs, the drugs could lead to the overdose, the alcohol could lead you to driving, you could kill yourself between relapses. We're not, so another part of what I'm saying is, a relapse is so critical because you are coming from a total sober state of mind, your body, your brain. Everything is healing and healthy, and then you hit it with this poison and this toxin called alcohol or drugs, and then you just go off the deep end. And then you don't know what could happen. You don't even know you may not make it those next three days. So you want it. We're not just talking about how you're feeling and maybe partying. We're talking about all of the wild shit that happens when we drink and do drugs and. Every minute of every day someone is dying um, due to drugs and alcohol in some way They're either killing, they're either causing someone else's death or they're dying, right? Because we do a lot of things wrong when we're under the influence So we're not just talking about, you know, shame and guilt and embarrassment We're talking about life and death So the faster you can get back on the wagon, the better I don't wanna sit here and be into this encouraging people to, oh, cause it's a narrative. We're very susceptible to false beliefs and from our environment we hear enough people say oh you have to hit rock bottom you have to do this and that er, er, er. and then we relapse and we think that we got to go off some deep end it's a negative programming your initial default programming should be like yo i relapse. somebody called a doctor somebody called an ambulance i gotta go to the hospital i gotta get this i gotta get detox i feel lousy i gotta check my blood i want to make sure i'm good maybe i need an iv somebody help like let's do this now Where's the next AA meeting? Call my sponsor. Um, Let me get like you have to automatically get up and just say yo. Let me get to work. All right, I'm not gonna sit here. I'm gonna jump in the shower. I'm gonna I'm gonna start over. I'm gonna be honest with people. I'm gonna tell my community. Also, secrecy, shame, and guilt leads you to be to secrecy. So we tend to hide. We lock ourselves in our room. We get under the covers. We go into a binge of shame and guilt. And embarrassment, and we, you know, is uh, and we hide, and when we hide, when that fosters more addiction, right? Doesn't fosters doesn't foster resiliency? It fosters addiction, addiction, like you, you know, more binging. I'm hiding now. I'm ashamed. What was me? I'm such an up. Ah, uh, you know, I'm never gonna go so You Tell yourself all these negative things that's why when we wrote the sober is dope book and this is not just a plug this is real why one of the reasons i wrote the Sobers is dope book so if someone relapses and they start saying negative things to themselves they could go to the book and read the prayers and get the affirmations and remember why i started remember like you have a companion now right the book is just not about sobriety it's about what happens when we're in it it's about addiction first sobriety second relapse and all of that Um, comes after that. So for any stage of your recovery journey, you have some positive influences, right? That's why I do this episode on the podcast, because you might need, you might not remember what to do. So I want to do this episode. So you have some information and some strategies on how to navigate a relapse. This is real. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is unfortunately, someone is going to relapse every day. Every, every day, someone's gonna come back into recovery. Every day, someone's gonna find their sobriety. But unfortunately, people do relapse. The next thing I wanna say, here at Sober's Dope, we do not support the concept of a slip. A slip is always a relapse. We do not play with that. There's no difference between I had a beer, so I had a slip, but now I'm back. No, you relapsed, you have to register it as a relapse, You have to go through the necessary protocols to figure out what happened, why did you relapse, reach out to your support system and get back on the wagon. Now if it makes you feel better by saying replacing the word slip for relapse, that's cool. You could call a relapse whatever you want, but you can't separate the concepts and say I had a slip versus a relapse, no. If you break your sobriety, it's a relapse, period, case in point. I don't like how these new age people try to, in recovery, try to get cute and come up with little terms that's cute for TikTok and Instagram Live. Hey, everyone, I had a little slip and blah, blah, No, no, no. We don't play on Sober's Dope. This is life or death. We take our accountability. We strong and we own our shit. So if anything, we're going to keep it tall with ourselves and say, look, unfortunately i had a relapse and i'm back period i own it right i i didn't have control of my triggers i i didn't take it seriously i thought i was in control i thought i was bigger than the addiction we never gonna beat that addiction. the only thing that beats addiction is sobriety all uh, right In abstinence right there's no like there's no world where we think we can handle it. I give you a perfect example, and this is no shout to this is no um shout to Demi Lovato or the California Sober Tribe. I'm down with California Sober. I understand it. I get it. Everyone in recovery is different. Both sober is dope. Is flexible, but Demi Lovato even said, "Yo, I can't really mess with the California Sober thing because I I gotta go back to just being regular sober because for some people." There's no you really your body and your the type of addiction the way addiction affects you you really can't play with it. Some other people could deal with recovery uh, modalities where they could deal with lesser evils from their drug of choice and that could help them cope. We're cool with all of that. I'm like Demi. I can't I can't play with anything because with my personality. A little, it turns into a lot real fast. and next thing you know, I'm jammed up, naked on the freeway with a hula hoop, doing the, bogle, the bogey, the bogey dance, you know, the bogey. So my thing is this, all I want you to understand is relapse is serious business. It's, and it's very possible that it can occur on your journey of recovery. I'm 10 years sober, man. I don't know what the future's gonna hold. I fight every day for my recovery, you guys know that. But I could wake up tomorrow and something could go wrong. I need to have the necessary default programming to get up and get right back on the wagon. If I program myself to think, oh, I had a relapse, I could go rock bottom, I could drink for six months and go rock bottom, destroy my whole life and everything I built, I could possibly die within a few weeks because I had the negative programming. But if my programming, meaning the cues that I, everything that I learned from reading, hearing, podcasts, friends, family, support groups, whatever, if it all supports this notion that, oh, hell no, we don't support that, we understand you might relapse, but if you relapse, you know what to do, you know the steps, you gotta get back up, go to the hospital, detox, get back on the program, call your sponsor, get it, call, tell your community, be honest, be forthcoming, and, and admit your wrongs, and then try to figure out where did you go wrong. Now, remember, we always talk about the stages of relapse, right? You could p- people relapse before they relapse, right? You could relapse mentally, you could relapse psychologically. You kind of mentally relapse before you physically relapse. We established that before, right? So even when you see yourself starting to do slippery things, like what do I mean when I say slippery things? going to, going to places that you know is super supports, so no recovery. everybody's getting lit. Blacked out, drunk, and you're up, you're in this place like you're normal and you're doing it frequently. It's not like a once in a year thing. You went to a wedding or something. It's like, nah, every Friday night I wound up in this club where everybody's popping bottles. That's slippery behavior. All right. Buying liquor and keeping it in your house is slippery behavior. Oh, yeah, I just bought this in case I have guests over because, you know, whatever, slippery behavior. You keep doing it, make sure it's no alcohol around your house. Um, Just, you know, visiting someone who has no regards for your recovery that's consistently drinking in a place where you consistently used or you used to use, that's a slippery place and environment. Going around someone who triggers you and angers you. Like, so if you're going around somebody that you're not, that you didn't have, that you didn't make amends with or if you didn't heal from, right? So, you know, I always use the example like an ex, an ex going around someone that you know you still you're not over them they you have some bad blood you know they don't care too much about you so you don't feel valued and you get around them and they're still using and then you get that you know fuck it i'm gonna have one drink or i'm just gonna take one hit that's how it starts that's how it starts Putting yourself in places where you know God did not put you uh, intend for you to get up on that day and be there. So you have to be on point. So for me, I live this very quiet, what I call quiet, peaceful lifestyle. You know, I'm going through this phase right now where it's very hard for me to talk to people. I don't want to talk on the phone. I'm not too personable. I'm not in a personable mood right now. I go through these phases. It's not depression or anything. I think these is my is the, How I condition myself In my recovery Is when I have too much On my plate I have to slow down In other aspects so, I, so if I feel like I'm being overwhelmed By the world I tend to pull back On certain things And listen to my body My body right now Is saying And my spirit is like You just need to be A little bit quieter Right now For the next two months I want you to focus on The few things That's important That you really need to do Like the podcast And my family And the health of my family i just got you know you guys heard me say i'm in the hospital focusing on that right focusing on just trying to get a little bit more rest and focusing on taking it a little bit easy maybe you need to pause the music for a bit or maybe you need to pick up this or pick up that You maybe you need to put this down maybe you need to not talk to this person as much it's a it's just a reevaluating what i need in this season and we are changing seasons. We're coming from the the um the winter to the spring, the f- and then the spring and going into summer. So my thing is now, as the seasons change, we have to change and be mindful of that, right? Sometimes we're not mindful of the ebb and flows of our life so we go steam we steaming on a hundred we're running on a hundred and what tends to happen is we get burnt out and psychologically relapse or spiritually immensely relapse somewhere and we don't know why or how it usually starts with you being overwhelmed you're doing too much especially in early recovery now listen to my early recovery crew You all have to understand, I have 10 years and I'm still in early recovery, too. But what I'm talking about is early recoveries, like, you know, one day to like your first year or your second year, you know, specifically those first 90 days or those first six months of that first year. Early recovery, still learning. First three years, you're still a baby. You know, me, I still feel like a baby, too. I'm learning every day, right? But I have to speak to you guys in a specific way. You're going to be very empowered with your recovery. You're going to want to do a podcast. You might want to start blogging. You might want to get on the internet. You might want to start doing reels and lives. And you might want to start talking about your recovery. And you might want to start see, you know, you see like someone like me doing it. I've been doing it for 10 years. Hey, I want to do what Pop's doing. And I may want to do what this person's doing. That's fine. Make sure you have enough emotional space and enough um, mental bandwidth to handle those activities, because they can burn out. And you don't want your identity to get totally tied up into recovery because you start kind of living through recovery, through a public eye is the expectations of what they need to see, not what you need to do for yourself, if that makes any sense. So what I'm saying is protect yourself. Wait till you are ready. And I'm, I'm going to tell you guys how I did this. Sobiz Dope, the podcast, has only been around for five years. This April, actually. Hey, it's April. We just, we, hey, this is, we started Sobiz Dope April of 2019. So um, it's been, it's our f- five-year anniversary, everyone. Look at that. So um, I'm really excited about that. We didn't even celebrate. So this whole April is our five-year anniversary. We did. <laughs> that's amazing. I just caught that. I've been so busy. I didn't even celebrate. Usually we celebrate so as dope as four years or whatever. Five years. So that means for the first five years of my recovery, I did nothing. I didn't speak about it. I posted my one-year anniversary, two-year anniversary, three-year, four-year, five-year. I didn't do any podcasting, I didn't do any reels, I didn't post too much about it, I just was a normal guy. I would go to work, go to AA, make sure I follow up with my sponsors and my rehab and whatever I had to do, uh, follow my steps, take my medication, get in shape, living, I lived it for five years. I studied for five years. I was quiet for five years. I prioritized my recovery for five years. And when I felt strong enough in my recovery, I said, now I can share my story because now I want." I put some work in. You know how many people I've seen, I'm three weeks sober, by my book, I'm three weeks sober, um, check out my podcast, and then they they relapse in, in, the, in the following month because You can't replace that for the actual work. You can't replace that for treatment. You can't replace that for the steps. You can't replace that for the group. So do the work in early recovery. Forget about the the likes and all of that. It's overrated. Trust me, it's overrated. I mean, I don't even do it for any of that. I do it because I want to be present for you guys on all different platforms, but If if you've been with the sobers Dope community as long as I have been doing it, you guys know I take breaks. It may be a time where a whole month will go by and I won't do a podcast. I mean, it's been times where two months and I just cannot get on the podcast. I was just really fighting for my recovery. I was searching. I was just, just figuring out why am I doing this. So how does any of this, what does any of this have to do with relapse? everything to do with relapse if we don't pay attention to our why why am i doing this activity why do i feel the need to do this why am i hanging out with this person why am i doing this why do i want to be this why do i what why am i motivated to do this Am I getting enough rest? Am I eating healthy enough? Am I getting a good enough sleep? You don't have to get perfect sleep, but are you sleeping? Like if you're breaking day, you can relapse, man. Your brain is going to be in delirium. If you're not eating healthy, you could relapse because now you're just doing all type of things and your body has no protect. Like your body and your immune system is fall- failing. So pay attention to your why and ask yourself, well, what am I doing here? Right? So now we touched on all of that now relapse in itself is a very tragic event for the for you when you experience it and for us when we're going through it it's like the end of the world listen if you wake up that next day and you're breathing you live to fight another day okay um I never met a person that was happy after a relapse. I never met a person that was like, yo, I'm proud that I relapsed, I feel great. I don't even know what the sobriety thing is. I always hear, oh my God, why did I do it? I feel so crappy. I'm so upset. I'm so ashamed. Oh, I'm embarrassed. And- So we naturally don't like it. Alcohol, the after effects of drugs and alcohol always leaves us feeling like really violated and unhealthy and unworthy and just as if we did something really bad. So don't play with it. Don't play with it. It's always better to to, to err on the side of caution when it comes to your recovery. Okay, please, trust me, it's always better. So when you're tempted, um, I want you to really take a deep breath and say, you know what? I know I'm going to regret this tomorrow. There's no question about it. So let me just stay safe today and go home and get some sleep, right? We talked about fear of missing out. One of the biggest reasons people relapse. Yo, I just wanted to go out and blow off some steam right? You might be sober and go through a, a breakup or something, right? And we know what happens through grief and stuff like that. You might default back to this behavior. You might be watching a movie and somebody might be smoking a cigarette and drinking a beer and you're like, that looks kind of cool right now. They made the, It looks good. You might see a commercial and they might be glorifying a party or something. That's all made up bull crap. The reality is once you Um, Once you break your sobriety, there's nothing pretty about that. It's never a scenario where where you feel great about it. You always have this regret. So if you have relapsed and consumed alcohol after a period of sobriety, it's important to take action and to get back on track with your recovery. Now here are some tips to help you sober up after a relapse. Tip number one, acknowledge the relapse and forgive yourself. We gotta talk about forgiveness. Remember that setbacks are a normal part of the recovery process. Now it's not the norm, now let me just say this because when I put this together I write this stuff out. What I mean by that it's not the norm, like I'm sober so I should expect on the calendar that I'm going to have a relapse soon. That's not what we're talking about, right? Because I've been sober for 10 years and there's no scheduled relapse in my future. It's not normal for me to necessarily relapse. It's normal to have setbacks, meaning that you're going to have setbacks emotionally, you're going to have things in your life that set you you back now if you do relapse that's a setback but you have to acknowledge the relapse right acknowledge it don't acknowledge it as a slip acknowledge it as a relapse and forgive yourself and ask your family and friends who usually if they're not trained on how to deal with us would say oh my god how could you i'm so upset with you you a piece of shit how could you i knew you couldn't do it such a shame of you you should be ashamed of yourself damn man you I'm, you should be ashamed i'm so you know you, you were worse you know they tell us this shit and we sit there and we like oh man you know um and i, I remember in early recovery someone that i really loved that i was helping out they relapsed. And I was just like, oh, man. And I said it. I was like, how could you do this, man? You was doing so good. And I was truly hurt and disappointed. And God came out and dropped, kicked me in my forehead and was like, how dare you ask them that when you, was, when you had to do it? Right? But this is for the family out there i love them so much and i just was genuinely hurt so we gotta understand that the people that love you are just hurt man they so excited that you got sober they so optimistic. They get a chance to sleep. They get a chance to breathe again. They get a chance to just do live a normal life. You don't know how... We, we, we got to understand how hard it is for the people that we love. How much our addiction inconveniences them. It inconveniences us too, but yo, this shit is no joke. Because I'm sober now and I'm telling you, when I have to deal with just anyone that's intoxicated it's hard man it's not easy all you want is for the person to be safe so i say all of that to say this just ask them um can you forgive me i'm trying to forgive myself i'm not happy but i'm trained in a way, because I'm a part of the sober's dope community to understand that I gotta get back on the wagon. So can you just help me by getting me to the hospital and stuff? Your family is gonna do anything in their power to help you stay sober or get back on the wagon. They just afraid that you're gonna keep playing games and then you and then they're gonna have to go through all of the trauma again. It is traumatic when um you relapse or it is traumatic when we are in addiction we put people through a lot of pain and trauma. I know people that's in therapy from their family members who were addicts or dealing with substance misuse. It's not easy. So we can't sit here and point fingers that people don't love us, they don't understand us, take accountability. That's why we talk that's why we talk about accountability, taking ownership li- like owning your addiction, owning your recovery, you know, stepping up all right tip number two seek support from your therapist support group or trusted loved ones they can offer non-judgmental support and guidance now sometimes your loved ones is not all oh, depending you might have let's just say you have two aunts one aunt might be like oh i knew she wasn't gonna stay sober he wasn't ever or they was never gonna stay sober whatever the other one's like, baby, don't worry about it. I understand, I'm so proud of you, whatever you need. So you might have people that's supportive, people that's not supportive, people that's hurt, but people that's mature enough to be like, I'm here and non-judgmental. But a support group or your therapist or like a group like Alcoholic Anonymous or something, they're non-judgmental, they, we have to be non-judgmental. So when you go into back into treatment or a group or back into detox or something, they, they know what time it is, right? So if you call me and say, pop, I relapse, right? Uh, you know, I get uh, every week, I get one person on Instagram or TikTok or in an email somewhere saying, hey, pop, I relapse. And, and I always talk right because I'm like I know how it feels it sucks right and I don't want you feeling bad let's not feel bad let's take a deep breath and just talk let's just talk I just want to talk because like let's just humanize it um for a minute and you know calm down the shame and guilt because you don't need that right now right so I understand like how it feels so I'm not judgmental so sometimes reach out to someone that you know loves you enough that's not going to judge you, or they're not so close to the familiar space to be too judgmental. Now, when you live with someone and you like, oh man, they relapsed, I gotta hide, I gotta hide my wallet. We got lock the doors. We gotta change everything. Somebody gotta take off a day of work. We gotta stay up all night. That the people are so close to home that they're very, they just on, they just have anxiety, right? So, seek support from your therapist, support group, or trusted loved ones who can offer non judgmental support and guidance. And the people who offer the judgment just ask for forgiveness. All right. Tip number three, avoid triggers that may have led to your relapse. So whatever you think led you there, don't go back to it. Don't go back to that friend that you relapsed with. Don't go back to that club. Don't get into that car. Don't If it was a cigarette that did it, throw the cigarettes out, throw the beers out. Um, this may mean avoiding certain social situations or people who may have encouraged you to drink four refocus on your recovery goals and the reasons why you chose to get sober in the first place refocus on your recovery goals okay get back to where you start so when you wake up that next day let's put it in practical terms you binge all night You wake up in the evening or afternoon because you slept straight through. You wake up and you feel like you got hit by a Mack truck. Your head is spinning. You're dehydrated. You blacked out. You don't remember anything. Your stomach hurts. You have a migraine. You're dizzy. Your family's upset. People are not talking to you. You can't find your phone. You lost your phone, your wallet. You don't know how you got home. You got scars on you. You're bruised. You're hurt. You're crying. You're like, oh my God, I relapsed, what happened? That's how dark it is. When you, What, what we're really talking about is a state of darkness. When you're in a state of despair, you're lost. You don't even remember most of the time what happened. You just know that you know this feeling and you know something went dramatically wrong and you relapsed somewhere, right? You have to... Um, figure get yourself together and figure out where why you started in the first place remember that you are a person in recovery so you know the guilt's gonna come in you know the confusion is gonna come in you're gonna be at the mercy of the people around you hey what happened um did i drink last night we usually ask questions because we're not sure you know um you're gonna try to fill the room out you're gonna come out and you're gonna look at people and say hi everybody um Um, Anybody can tell me what happened Like is y'all mad at me Did I do anything bad And you're gonna have to be willing to Take the, the You know The feelings of the people around you But at the same time You have to say okay 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 I wake up I remember, what I'm, I'm a person in recovery. Even though I relapsed, I'm a person in recovery. I could get through this. I could get through this. I don't have to feel the games, the, the shame, and guilt and embarrassment. I don't have to be ashamed of myself. I just have to pray. I know God, God, God got me. Uh, you know, uh, at least I'm alive, right? And I and, and, if, and I know I could go to the hospital. I know I could get help. I'm gonna get back on a wagon. This is why this episode's important. This is training day, right? I want you to be trained. So five years or whatever. Six months in the future, unfortunately, if you caught in this predicament, you have the programming in your mind to say, okay, 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 I'm in this dark place, but I got to get out of it. But I got to remember why I started. Why did I get sober in the first place? Five, make a plan for moving forward, including steps that you could take to prevent future relapse. Hey, you might have to block that friend that you relapsed with. You may have to block that place you went to. You may have to just say, I'm not, I'm not going to these, I'm not hanging with these people no more because... I knew it was a bad situation. I went into a slippery environment. And I relapsed. It might be that X. You might have to block that X. Whatever it is, whatever got you there, it may be that you lost a job. It may be that you, you, you your finances is messed up. It may be that someone that you love just doesn't want to love you back. It may be just ashamed of yourself. It may you may not feel accomplished in your life. You may wake up one day and say, "Yo, I just don't feel like I. I I'm not. I, I didn't do anything with my life." Like. Um, I'm, I'm going through this midlife crisis and I work at, you know, I make minimum wage, which is nothing wrong with that, by the way. But I make minimum wage and my friends are driving Ferraris and they're on Instagram traveling the world. I don't feel worthy. Right. That's some people relapse because of that. But you have to remember that you're a child of God you deserve better and you shouldn't beat yourself up six practice self-care by getting enough rest eating well engaging in exercise and other physical activities that you enjoy this speaks to getting right back into your routine or if you didn't have a routine like let's just say you relapse and you notice damn i wasn't exercising i wasn't eating right i wasn't sleeping i wasn't doing this man you know what get up Get a, get two gallons of water, you know, try to, after you get back from the hospital and get your electrolytes and to get cleared, or after you get back from detox, go get your gym outfit on, go outside, run and say, yo, I'm going to recommit myself to get my whole life in order. Like sometimes a relapse, you could take a relapse and use it as a stepping stone. I did when I relapsed. I had relapse before my before I got sober successfully this time. I had a relapse that prior year. Then I went a straight year. Straight. But I knew for a fact that was the end of the road. And it was kind of like I was like gearing myself up to be like, listen, man, if I once I find my peace and once I find that stretch and once I get that 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 window. That opportunity to get off that hamster wheel and and of addiction and get out that that terrible game. I'm going all the way in, and I'm doing it to this day. And you could do the same thing. Tip number seven: Take steps to manage stress and anxiety, such as through mindfulness techniques, journaling, or deep breathing exercises. These are the things that we do to help us. Like so, there's a connection between our mental health and our addiction. If we if our anxiety and stress levels get out of control. How the hell are we gonna be successful in our recovery? Like, we have to just start being practical. Like, it's just real common sense. Like, I have to make sure my mental health is in tip top shape at the same time while I'm working on my addiction. I can't just neglect my mental health and think that I'm gonna be successful in my recovery. It doesn't work like that. So, manage stress and anxiety and practice your mindfulness techniques and journal journaling can help you write down all your triggers all the things that you're upset about and then and all the things that you are happy and proud about right all right eight attend therapy and counseling sessions to address any underlying and emotional issues that may have contributed to your relapse nine seek out support from others who have experienced relapse and learn from their experiences 10. Consider medica- medication and medically assisted treatment options under the guidance of healthcare professionals, right? Medically assisted treatment options are data the bomb, man. You know, I'm big on um uh rehabs, I'm big on detox, I'm big, I'm big on medically assisted detox, I'm big on pharmac pharmacology. And um, pharmacotherapy and stuff like that And medication and therapy I think it I think it works I'm not one of those people that want to down the healthcare system You know, I'm big on being homeopathic And doing things at home I'm big on meditation and, But I think that when you need medicine, you need medicine When you need doctors, you need doctors When you need therapists and psychiatrists You need therapists and psychiatrists Alright, don't sleep on that um, so Nine, seek out support from others Who have experienced relapse from Oh wait, no, let's go, let's go, come on, we're going down now, 11 celebrate small victories and progress towards your recovery goals okay so this means you know the small victories hey instead of celebrating yeah do every three months that's what i did every three months yo, this is my three this is my first year yo i hit three months of recovery that's crazy i never thought i could do it i hit my 90 days right then hey yo i hit six months so you know um, and um, and then I hit nine months, and then I hit a year. Yay. You know, you celebrate those goals, right? One month at a time, one day at a time. Old that for life, baby. All right? Um, 12, consider committed, stay committed to your recovery, and remember that sobriety is a journey, not a destination. 13, understand that relapse is not a failure, and that it's never too late to get back on track with your recovery. 14. Be patient with yourself and trust the process of recovery. Those are my tips amongst many other things, man. Lastly, which should be number one, pray. Pray to a higher power. Connect to a higher power. If you're agnostic or atheist, you know, pray to the sun, moon, stars, universes. Pray to something else. Pray to something bigger than yourself. I don't have all the answers, but I'm telling you. Pray to something that resembles hope and beauty, purity and love. Think about the thing that created love and the thing that created life and the thing that created compassion. Pray. Pray to that. Pray to God. All right, Prayer is key. If you're not prayed up, the demons that want you to drink, you know, well, why? Well, put it this way. I always ask people, why would God ask you specifically in the Bible to stay sober, and stay vigilant? 1 Peter 5.8, you know, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil, walk around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. Why would God specifically say that? He could say, stay, stay alert. Um, you know, um, stay motivated. He says, stay sober. God said, stay sober, stay vigilant. Vigilance is how you beat relapse. Cause once you sober, you have to stay vigilant. Like that comes from the root word vigilante. Right? Vigilance, meaning that you are on defense and offense at the same time. Ready to strike and ready to get at anyone that's villain, that's 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 creating the, the villain. The villain in the story. You have to be vigilant because the villain. Is the addiction. The villain is the relapse. The villain is the drugs and alcohol. The villain is the devil. The villain is you dying. So stay vigilant, right? And protect yourself. Stay sober. Stay vigilant for your adversary. We have adversaries out there. Principalities and powers who who do not want the best for us. Okay? And that's that. I was fighting with some guy online. We're not fighting. I was clarifying with this guy online. And he was trying to say, um, every time I talk about faith, it's mythology. And I'm like, dude, come on. Like, mythology. Mythology has nothing to do with good and evil. Like, we're talking about real forces of nature. There's people and things out there that are very evil. There's spirits and energies out there that's very dark. There's people that's dying in the gutter right now and homeless and sleeping in their own excrement because they are because they was chasing this lifestyle that dragged them to this low place. Don't mislabel or miscategorize things because you want to be politically correct or you don't want to touch on a subject. Let's call it for what it is. Yo, there's nothing good and holy and beautiful and pure about you just when we when we see where addiction really takes people, let's be real, right? For my friends who overdose and dead, that's dead right now, unfortunately, they didn't mean to do that. They didn't wake up that day with that expectation. They didn't say, yo, I just wanna throw it all away. That, that that, stuff is evil, man. It takes people lives, man. You was given this life from God. He never intended us to die from some drug overdose or some alcohol uh, misuse. Come on, be sober, be vigilant, pray right when you're in that darkness of it now listen if you don't believe in god and i'm not here to convert anybody you would never see me asking you to go to church or asking you to convert to anything i'm not doing that i'm coming from a real place of healing follow me for a minute if you wake up in the relapse and you don't remember what happened and you are confused and broken and embarrassed praying If you don't know how to pray, you dig deep and say, God, I may not believe in you, but if you're there, please help me. Please have mercy on me. Please help me remember. Please help me get strong again. I don't know what happened, God. I'm lost. Get me out of this, God. I need your help. I need a miracle. Please, 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 if you did, God, hear my prayers. God does does not want to test you or play games with you like that. God's going to listen. He's going to answer your prayers. He's going to come from your heart. When you pray with the emotion, When you pray with the real emotions and you're really sincere, that's the key to unlocking the power of prayer. Come from your heart. Forget about dogma. Forget about religion. Forget about all of that. This is a personal relationship with your soul and your spirit and the person or the being, the entity that created it. Okay, our mommy and daddy gave us our body, something created our actual soul that lives forever. Sun, moon, stars, universes, planets, galaxies, multiverses. This is bigger than us. When you tap into your emotion, that's something that science can't measure. It can't measure your spirit and emotions and your soul. We know it exists. This is who you are intrinsically. When you're in that rock and that hard place, trust me. Don't listen to all the haters and the people that want to get stuck on dogma and religion and all of the politics. That's politics. It's a distraction from the holiness that's within you. So when you're stuck in that darkness, in your darkest hour, just be as honest as possible with yourself and pray from your heart. And when no one is there for you and no one wants to forgive you and everyone is calling you a failure... Remember, you're not a failure. And when you're in that darkness of that relapse, say, God, please deliver me. Please come and sit with me. Please cover me with your love and blanket me with your love and your mercy. Please get me out of this dark place, God. Please show me the light again for I want to live. And I'm sorry that I have made a mistake and I'm sorry I was bad. I just want to be, I just want to go home. Going home is always figurative. It's going back to a state of peace. It's back to a state of equilibrium. A back to a state of homeostasis where you're healthy, you feel good, and you're in alignment. All right? So that's enough with that. You're listening to the Sober is Dope podcast. This episode is tips on how to deal with relapse. I love you all, all right? I just want us to survive relapse. I don't want us to survive the guilt, the pain, and the trauma, all right? Share this episode with everybody. Don't forget to go on Apple and leave us a, uh, a review. Don't forget to leave a positive review for the Sober's Dough book if you're a person that did purchase it. Don't forget, if you don't know how to pray we left prayers and we wrote prayers in the Sober Do Dope book for the community, for people who may not know how to pray and may not know how to connect. We have prayer affirmations and normal affirmations. Um, the Sober Do Dope book is there as a spiritual companion for you and a mindset companion for you on your journey. Thank you for everyone who supported. Thank you for everyone out there who trusts me and who, who shares with me every day. Um, Every day I wake up to either a beautiful message of recovery, sometimes a sad message of relapse, but we we wind up being hopeful, right? Uh, And we get through the darkness together. And when we fall short, we can always reach up to God and say, may God help us when we fall short and can't help ourselves. I love you all. God is good. Remember, relapse is not a failure. You're not a failure. You're not a disappointment. And the best way to release shame and guilt is by sharing it, uh, by by sharing your um, that secret with somebody, confessing it. Hey, I relapsed and I feel horrible. Can you help me? Will you sit with me? Will you pray with me? Will you help me? Right. That's how the shame goes away when you share it with someone. Where that guilt goes away. If you want to learn more about shame and guilt, look up a, a, a author by the name of Brene Brown. Okay, and we have some. Um, there's some really good work she talks about surrounding shame and guilt. For example, she says, you know, oh. I made a mistake. I am a mistake. Right. So guilt would be a hey, I made a mistake. Shame is I am a mistake. So that's how she framed it. And you see how big that framework is when you read. So when you go from guilt to shame, you start saying, I am a failure. Instead of that, I did something that was could be perceived as a failure, but I'm not a failure. Right. I am more than that. I'm just not just one thing, right? I am not a mistake, right? And the way you get rid of that is by confessing it to somebody and speaking to somebody and saying, "Hey, I'm struggling because I did this bad thing. I'm holding this bad secret and I'm ashamed of it, but I want to do better." Anyway, that's my 5 minutes. I love you all. You're listening to the Is dope podcast. I'm your host Pop Buchanan. I am 10 years sober from alcoholism. I'm a proud recovering person who are who is surviving alcohol misuse. I kick alcoholism in this, you know what, and I'm thriving every day. And I have no intention on relapsing anytime soon by the grace of God. I love you all. Keep fighting. Stay strong. Stay connected. And like our boy David Goggins loved to say, stay hard. Catch you on the other side. Peace and love.